Welcome to the Infotainment Podcast Initiating Startup Sequence. Hear that, kid? Hi, my name is Randy, and the Infotainment Podcast will begin shortly. I will be around mound to podcast sound, pound for pound, the best podcast around. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Infotainment, I believe episode 171. <laughs> it is amazing that I got this far with it. But I'd like to welcome uh, my buddy who has been a sometimes co-host on Infotainment, CJ. If you can still hear me. <laughs> yeah, I can still hear you. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd introduce yourself. <laughs> no, I didn't know if he was doing a show or into or not. But oh, okay. And <laughs> Those are coming through clear. Were you playing them through your phone or was that through your... That was through my board. Okay, well, they're, it was coming through clear. Yeah, as this is just Bluetooth with it's got that oh, I forget what it's called, but it it's set up so you don't have any problems hearing me and stuff. Or reverb or something, your voice coming back to you. There's a term for it that they figured out. Well, my last one it was a story of uh that I went to a local bar with a, somebody here from the uh, apartment complex and that this woman was wearing a pair of leggings and uh, I was trying to bring two uh, beers back to my table and the tables were kind of close together so I asked her to kind of uh, move her legs uh, to to let me pass but she... Got all upset about it and called and uh, called me a jerk and said I was looking at her hoo ha, hoo ha, and uh, <laughs> I said no, I was just uh, trying to pass here to uh, get to my table and <laughs> no, you you're looking at my hoo ha, hoo ha. I said, no, no, no. Uh, could you move your legs so I can get to my table? So finally she did, uh, calling me some more names. I, so I said, yeah, I'm sure you're wearing those pants so guys will look at your shoes. And uh, I said, even camels would be proud of that toe. And uh, 
Luckily, I ducked because she threw her drink at me uh, along with the glass. And, but she got thrown out of the bar, which was uh, a good thing. So we had a toast over that. <laughs> were you walking? Were you walking on the uh, table, or were you walking on the floor? I was on the floor. I didn't walk. <laughs> it was kind of a believe it or not type thing. <laughs> You know what you could do sometime, do a show where you do a bunch of those, have some true and some not, and you could always do like a listener participation thing, you know, is this true or not? Do you think this really happened or not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Let me see. You're not coming through on the... Let me try well, again. I know, I know I'm not, because I'm, I'm not laying down. Well, you're coming... <laughs> You're, oh, I don't know, this audio is... I don't think you caught that one. <laughs> it's kind of funny. You're, I guess that's the way it works. You're coming through as mono is where I'm coming through as stereo. I guess that's the phone aspect of it. This is going to require some editing. <laughs> This has kind of been off the cuff uh, episode because we just just decided to do one. Let's see, weird news breaking in the U.S. Oh, one thing says UFOs are real. Uh, let's see, another one: zebras on the run for months in Maryland have been captured. <laughs> Two zebras running uh, loose since escaping a Maryland farm about four months ago were returned to the herd last week. Yeah, I like, didn't, it a, like it took a month to catch a couple of zebras. How hard can that be? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Prince George's County Animal Services and the U.S. Department of Agriculture weren't involved in the capture, but were told Monday that the animals returned to their herd last week. The Washington Post reported. I didn't know Maryland had zebra herds. In late August, the two zebras fled from an upper okay, Marlboro farm where officials have said about 40 zebras live. Residents in the region uh, shared sightings of the free-roaming pair on social media, and even Washington's Dell Eleanor Holmes Norton chimed in on the escape. The duo was originally a trio, but one got caught in an illegal snare trap on a neighboring property and died soon after the breakout. Oh, there's a happy ending on that. The county filed animal cruelty charge against owner Jerry Holly in October after another zebra was found dead inside the farm's enclosure. Now, I haven't any seen any zebras around here. No, not really. <laughs> we, <laughs> not, not, not lately, anyway. There was at one time about six months ago, but I haven't seen any lately. Oh, here's a photo from... Tornado damaged homelands about 130 miles away. 
a Facebook group was set up after the storm so people could post photos and other items like an ultrasound image they found deposited in their yards. Yeah, I heard some items were tossed 30,000 feet in the air from those tornadoes that were down south, not the ones that were in the upper Midwest. That's unbelievable. Well, I know when Joplin had it, they were finding stuff. I think they were finding stuff as far away as Springfield. That's like two hours away. Man. Papers and stuff, and they're they're finding like papers in Arkansas. Yeah, that would have been you know about two hours from Joplin. So I uh, back in the seventies when I lived down there, like seventy five through eighty, Springfield used to have a drive through animal park. I don't remember if I saw any zebras there, but. There's a, a place in Gentry, Gentry, Arkansas, that has had a drive-through place, but I don't think they have it anymore. I was looking at, they got a video going here, and I think they're showing the um, candle factory, and this must be Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, just smashed. Let's see, when... Uh, Katie Poston walked outside Saturday morning to her car parked in the driveway. She saw something that looked like a note or receipt stuck to the windshield. She grabbed it and saw a black and white photo in a striped sundress and a headscarf holding a little boy in her lap. On the back, written in cursive, it said, Gertie Swatzel and J.D. Swatzel. Oh, there we got a nice pop-up going. Yeah, Gertie, that's the first name of my mom. That's what I was thinking when I heard that. Poston would discover that the photo had made quite a journey, almost 130 miles, on the back of monstrous winds. Preston had been tracking the tornadoes that hit the middle of the U.S. Friday night, killing dozens of people. They came close to where she lives in Albany, Indiana, across the Ohio River from Louisville, Kentucky, so she figured it must be debris from someone's damaged home. Seeing the date, I realized that uh, it was likely from a home hit by a tornado. How else uh, is it going to be there? Poston said in a phone interview Sunday morning, it's not a receipt, it's a well-kept photo. So doing what any 21st century person would do, she posted an image of the photo on Facebook and Twitter and asked for help in finding the owners. She said she was hoping someone on social media would have a connection to the photo or share it with someone who had a connection. Sure enough, that's what happened. A lot of people shared it on Facebook. Someone came across it who is friends with the man with the same last name, and they tagged him, said Preston, 30, who works for a tech company. And the man was Cole Swatzel, who commented that the photo belonged to family members in Dawson Springs, Kentucky, almost 130 miles away from New Albany, as the crow flies, and 167 miles away by car. As Swatzel 
S-W-A-T-Z-E-L-L, on Sunday, didn't respond to a Facebook message seeking comment. In Dawson Springs, a town of almost 2,700 people, 60 miles east of Paducah, homes were leveled, trees were splinted, and search and rescue teams continued to scour the community for any survivors. Dozens of people across five states were killed. The fact that the photo traveled the almost 130 miles is unusual, but not that unusual, said John Snow, a meteorology professor at the University of Oklahoma. In one documented case from the 1920s, a paper debris traveled 230 miles from the Missouri Boot Hill into southern Illinois. The paper debris rides winds, sometimes reaching heights of 30 to 40,000 feet above the ground, he said. It gets swirled up. The storm dissipates, and then everything flutters down to the ground. Poston wasn't alone in finding family photos and school pictures that had traveled dozens of miles in the tornado's path. A Facebook group was set up after the storm so people could post photos and other items like an ultrasound image they found and deposited in their yards. Poston plans to return the photo to the Swatzel family sometime this week. What kind of photo? That was kind of a family photo, but the other one was an ultrasound of a, someone's uh, a pregnant woman's ultrasound photo. Oh, okay. Uh, See, if it's a regular, regular ultrasound, it's going to be like weird to get that from the hospital or something. Yeah, really. I mean, they say it's really remarkable, definitely one of of those things, given all that has happened, that makes you consider how valuable things are. And you think about that, like people's birth certificates and and uh, social security cards and anything that you know. If some not, of that stuff's really hard to hard to replace too, and you got to wait months for you know to get some of that stuff back. Yeah, I've had to get a copy of my birth certificate or pay to get one done because I lost the original one. It shows you the power of social media for good. It was encouraging that immediately there were tons of uh, replies from people looking up ancestry records and saying, I know someone who knows someone and I'd like to help. So at least sort of a happy ending to that one. And hopefully they can find owners of other stuff that uh, traveled long distances. Let's see, a panther, the cat, was finally rescued after days-long stay atop a 36-foot utility pole. Wow. <laughs> the feline stayed put despite efforts by his owner and others to coax him down in Aurora, Colorado. Hmm. I know we were... Me and my sister were around the Colorado Springs area around Labor Day, and they had over 100-mile-an-hour winds. Wow. You know? Yeah, some friends of mine live, I forget just what town, I think it's near Colorado Springs, and the other day they had like 60-mile-an-hour winds, 60 or or 80, I think they said. Oh, man. 
not good. We were lucky when the uh, upper Midwest tornadoes, it could have been a lot worse here, but it the our wind picked up. I don't know what the top speed was, but we didn't get the tree damage and uh, damage that other places did. We were really fortunate here in uh, Worthington, Minnesota. We didn't get anything like they're saying we were going to get here in the Twin Cities. Oh, got a little breezy, but I don't think it got anywhere near. They're closing schools here early and everything because they're saying it's going to get so bad. I don't think we got nearly as bad as what they're saying. Oh, that's a good thing. Yep. Oh, panther, the cat. I thought it was an actual panther, but <laughs> it's a regular house cat, black one. <laughs> In Aurora, Colorado, for at least two days and maybe more, residents of a suburban Denver neighborhood worried about the fate of a black cat called Panther who was perched atop a 36-foot uh, utility pole. Wow. Pa- Panther stayed put despite efforts by his owner and others to coke him. <laughs> to coke him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Better than frightening yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The cat probably would have uh, came down uh, some way if he, they gave him cocaine or whatever. But <laughs> I was thinking of the pop. Wow, look what look what you're thinking of. <laughs> yeah, they co- they tried to coke him. Uh, cocaine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, the cat's owner, Al, Alexis Soberanis, <laughs> he could. Uh, <laughs> that's what Soberanis, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, it's spelled S O B E R A N I S. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I don't have that name. <laughs> yes. I'm sure it's sober on us. But uh, others tried to coax him down in Aurora. Uh, neither pleading nor the enticement of food did the trick. Huh. Well, 36 foot, uh, that's even... I know cats can jump uh, a long ways and land on their feet, but the cat went missing earlier this week and was spotted atop the pole on Wednesday. Everyone was just like, put food down and it'll come down eventually, I suppose, uh, clawing its way down. But that Aurora resident Jessica Meadows on Friday morning when the city received its first snow of the season. That's not going to happen. Meadows said she and other neighbors called Aurora Animal Control and Excel Energy for help. Everyone says they can't do anything, Meadows said. Well, they got a they got a ladder up there and a pet carrier uh, showing by a picture here. Huh. Standard practice, according to another utility, is to give cats time to make their way back down. The Sentinel Colorado reported news of Panther's plate reached Aurora Councilman Curtis Garner and city officials. You think the fire department could? They just. Batched a ladder truck Friday afternoon after getting the truck into place. Firefighters, you know, rescued the cat. Panther seemed eager to step into a pet carrier. 
Kimberly Medina and another Panthers co-owner said he had always been allowed outside. No more, she said, never. That's a long time to be up on the pole. But at least the pole looks big enough for the cat to be just sitting there, having to hold on if there's a stiff wind, you know. (laughs) Yeah. We have a thing, a camel beauty contest rocked by Botox scandal. (laughs) (laughs) This year, authorities discovered dozens of breeders had injected camels' heads and lips with Botox to make them look bigger. (laughs) Okay. Where do they hold camel beauty contests? Oh, this is in Dubai, the billionaire's playground in the United Arab Emirates. Saudi authorities have conducted their biggest ever crackdown on camel beauty contests that received Botox injections and other artificial touch-ups. The state-run Saudi press agency reported Wednesday with over 40 camels disqualified from the annual pageant. I don't know what the camel swimsuit competition looks like, but... uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) One of those ones I don't think I would care. (laughs) Care to go to? Yeah, probably not. Oh, look at the camel. You'd think Dubai could hold one of the greatest beauty pageants of anywhere, and then here it's camels. (laughs) Saudi Arabia's popular king... Abdulaziz uh, Camel Festival, which kicked off earlier this month, invites the breeders of the most beautiful camels to compete for some, uh, not a drop in the bucket, a $66 million in prize money, Botox injections, facelifts, and other domestic alterations to make the camels more attractive. I don't know about camel toe, but (laughs) (laughs) are strictly prohibited. Jurors decide the the winner based on the shape of the camel's head, neck, humps, dress, and postures. (laughs) Okay. I don't know what the camels say during the talent competition or not. I don't know. <laughs> make your, I guess, make your best camel sound. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if any of them ask for world peace or uh, end to hunger. Or <laughs> uh, probably give me water. <laughs> yeah. <give me> <laughs> Fill my hump, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Judges at the month-long festival in the desert northeast of the Saudi capital, Riyadh, are escalating their clampdown on artificially enhanced uh, camels. I don't know if they give them breast enhancements or not. Uh, The official news agency (laughs) reported using specialized and advanced technology to detect tampering. Maybe they gave them steroids, too. I don't know. (laughs) Weird. This year, authorities discovered dozens of breeders had stretched out the lips and noses of camels using hormones to boost the beast's muscles 
uh, injected camel's heads and lips with Botox to make them bigger, inflated body parts with rubber bands. Oh. Mm. (laughs) Okay. I better, I don't know if I want to connect the dots on that one. Uh, Yeah. uh, Use fillers to relax their faces. The, the the club is keen to halt all acts of tampering and deception in the be- beautification of camels. Maybe the winner gets to pose for pictures on camel cigarette uh, boxes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. The SPA reported adding organizers would impose strict penalties on manipulators. The Camel Beauty Contest is the heart of the massive carnival, which also features camel races, sales, and other festivities, typically showcasing thousands of dromedaries. The extravaganza seeks to preserve the camel's role in the kingdom, Bedouin tradition and heritage, even as the oil-rich country plows ahead with modernizing mega projects. Camel breeding is a multi-million dollar industry, and similar events take place across the region. Evacuation order acknowledged. What I'm going to do is split this into a two-part episode and continue our conversation with uh, CJ. It will take a more christmas-like tone and as always you can check out my facebook page and if you enjoy the program you can make a donation at randyms12 at gmail.com via paypal you can tweet my twitters at randypodcaster also keep it real homies